Let's whiz over to Austin, Texas, and say hello to Marshy, who's having fun, really. How are you? <laughs> I am having fun, that's right. Uh, it is the end of Fantastic Fest. Uh, we've just had our big closing gala premiere, and now we're at the closing party. So enjoying lots of beer and live music and barbecue and, and all that good stuff. Barbecue, so, barbecue, uh, barbecue. I've seen all your Facebook posts. I mean, I love all that stuff, but boy, oh boy, you probably need some, some noodles. <laughs> I am in serious need of detox, that's for sure. Good to talk to you, James. Well, I'll tell you, after we spoke last week, you were telling us about Jojo Rabbit. I mean, certainly I went off and watched the trailer, which was brilliant, and I can't wait for the film. Yes, by all accounts, it's going to be opening in Hong Kong a bit later on, I think early January, so we've got a little bit of a wait for it. But that was uh, that kicked things off in fine style, and we've had it so eight days of some of the finest genre films from around the world. Uh, and that's just all wrapped up now with Knives Out, which is the new film from Ryan Johnson, who directed Looper and uh, The Last uh, Jedi, the Star Wars movie. So tell me this, does, does Jojo Rabbit remain a genre film? Because it's plain it's going to become a mainstream hit, I reckon. Well, I think it, it certainly sort of falls under our very wide and inclusive umbrella here because it is a satire and it is a comedy uh, you know, yes, it's a war movie, but it is so much. Oh. It's a fantasy at the end of the day. It's, you know, it's about a little yeah. boy. It's about a little boy whose best friend is, is uh, an imaginary Adolf Hitler. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's done so stylishly. Has it had people coming out and saying this is in bad taste? I should imagine it has. Um, not really. I think the way that it's framed, uh, you know, is very much like uh, this is. Uh, young children trying to make sense of yeah, uh -huh. war and conflict uh, and in particular trying to make sense of uh, some Hitler's uh, ridiculous dogma and I think it, rightly so they're struggling to it and you end up with some sort of absurd comedy but I don't think uh, you know it, I don't think it's sort of mocking the, it's mocking the, the inappropriately you know it's mocking Nazism yeah, uh, yeah. as it should be there's a bit uh, so, there's a bit in the trailer where he says I'm a soldier or something. She says no you're not. You're a 10-year-old boy and you're dressing up or something like that, right? Well, this is it. You know, uh he the, the little kid Jojo, he sort of says that he's a he is a real Nazi because he's really into swastikas. Okay. Uh, and that's <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it. Yes. You know, the the young Jewish girl that he meets in the in the attic says no you're not. You're just a little boy uh who likes dressing up. He wants to be in a club, you know. He's yeah. just as confused as everybody else. And I think that's a really sort of smart interpretation of, of all of this. And I think that's why the film has sort of got away with it, if you like. I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how the, all the mainstream critics uh, take it when uh, it opens in the US uh, later in October. Yeah. So you'll get a, a wider selection of opinions on it. So that'll be interesting to see. But for the time being, everybody seems to be largely on its side. Right, well, that was the opening film. That's what we talked about last week, so bring us up to date. OK, well, the closing film is what we just finished a couple of... Uh, less than an hour ago, which was uh, Ryan Johnson's new film called Knives Out, which is a class sort of uh, black comedy throwback to the classic murder mysteries of Agatha Christie. It's about a the wealthy patriarch of a um, publishing fami family uh, is... It, it dies and it looks like it's a suicide but as the various uh members of the family sort of circle the inheritance a uh detective is brought onto the scene to uh interrogate them and determine who uh 
uh, might be telling uh, fibs and uh, might be responsible for her death. Okay. There you go. So, so you've got this um, sort of packed A-list cast. So Christopher Plummer plays the patriarch. You've got uh, Daniel Craig doing a sort of southern, uh, sort of Louisiana drawl as the private detective. That's obviously sort of a bit of a nod to the likes of Hercule Poirot, although yeah. with a sort of uh, American twist on that. Um, You've got Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, wow. Chris Evans, Amada Amos in the cast. You know, it's a real sort of who's who of who's hot right now. And everybody's having a really fun time. It's all very caricatured, very larger than life, amped up to 11. And, uh, do, you know, does leave you guessing. And uh, it was, was a good fun romp. You know, it's not going to set the world on fire, I don't think. But it was a uh, sort of very entertaining take on this kind of classic sort of murder mystery kind of structure. Uh, which we don't see too often these days. Tell me about something you might have seen during the week that we could see. I understand the two you've mentioned are brand new. Uh, that's right. Well, always at our festival, we have a very good deal going on with Netflix. And so they often give us a couple of their big upcoming titles that are going to be on their streaming service in the next couple of weeks. And one of them in particular that's got everybody talking is a Spanish film called The Platform. Hmm. Now, I understand this is going to be on Netflix very, very soon. And this is a sort of futuristic, allegorical tale uh, where people uh, enter into this sort of vertical building where two people are on every floor. And you've not got no idea how many floors there are, but the top floor is number one, and it just goes down and down and down. And in the uh. center of every room, which is kind of like a cell, there is a sort of an elevator shaft and a platform every day comes down from the from the shaft and it's covered in food and it's your responsibility to eat as much food as you want but then to leave enough food for those below so the ones in the very 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 low levels uh struggle to get enough food to eat but uh those at the very very top get to eat and dine on this luxurious banquet and so it's this allegory for you know class and the haves and the have-nots it reminded me a little bit of snowpiercer a film from a couple of years ago where everything is uh, set on a on a train, uh, whereas this is, is even uh, makes it even simpler. It's literally just in a high rise building where uh, those who have got it all are at the top, and those who don't at the bottom. Sure. And everything their their whole status is determined by the quality and the quantity of the food that they have to eat every day. Goodness me, it's like those those old cartoons that do the rounds where things are sort of put on levels and the people at the very bottom are actually are actually just humans and they're trying to stop the thing going even lower to crush civilization. So it's, yeah, allegorical indeed. Is it any good? Well, this is it, because the longer that they stay there, every month you get moved seemingly at random from one floor to the next. Right. You stay with the same cellmate until one of you is either released or one of you dies, and then you're given a replacement cellmate. Sometimes you might get on with your cellmate. Sometimes you might not get on with them. And sometimes you might end up on a higher floor, and sometimes you'll end up on a lower floor. So it's, it's this really kind of smart, at times violent, at sometimes comic uh, sort of take on sort of society in its most sort of stripped-down uh, possibilities and I thought it, I thought it's really really good you know it's got this really sort of simple setup simple sets you know really sort of uh, interesting array of characters that our main protagonist is is literally um, locked in with and uh, obviously has something to say about uh, consumerism <laughs> and society and status and all the rest of it yeah life in general um, is it your cup of tea that kind of stuff 
Oh, I think so. You know, allegorical sci-fi is great, you know, because you've got this very simple pre pre premise and you can use it to talk about anything like that. You know, class and, and, that, and that kind of status is also uh, the, one of the main themes of one of the big films of the year, which is Parasite, the South Korean winner of the Palm Door, which we've talked about a lot because it came out in Hong Kong already. It's, pl it's still playing, I think, since June. But that was the other big hitter of today. And we had the director Bong Joon-ho in town and he gave a great Q&A. And this was the one of the first times that the film has been seen in uh, North America. Yeah. And it really blew the roof off. You know, that's the story of the family of, uh, you know, uh, poverty-stricken, unemployed uh, people who infiltrate the house of a very affluent, well-to-do uh, Korean family and sort of take it down from within. Yeah. So, yeah, status and uh, consumerism are very much at the forefront of the, some of the films that we've been watching this week. Is this a real band we're listening to now, walking around Yeah, you? sorry about that. I, no, it's they great. They inside and I'm outside and they, and they have now come outside and they're, they're circling around the garden. Are they near I'm you? Trying to, trying to sort of run away from them as best I can. But um, Are they, they near, are are they near you at all now? I'm going to say about 12-piece mariachi brass band with a... Um, a kind of Dia de los Muertos Halloween style carnival esque uh, up. Oh well, listen, don't don't run away from them, James. Love to hear them. If they if they come past you, just go and follow them a bit. It'd be wonderful. Okay, I, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I wasn't sure which way whether you could hear them clearly or not. Now, so James is in Austin, Texas. He has been at the Fantastic Fest. He still is there. Uh, 2019. You're coming back. What in the next few hours? I suppose. Yeah, that's right. My, I've got a flight at 7 a.m. Oh, uh, to, to Dallas and then a, a direct flight from Dallas, which is like 16 hours. So I'll be back in, uh, in Hong Kong by Saturday afternoon. Super duper. All right, James, um, f for the whole week, one recommendation for your, your anoraks and our listeners. <laughs> okay, well, the most exciting sort of new film that I saw while I was here is a film called The Lighthouse, which stars Colin, uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as 19th century lighthouse keepers. It's a... Uh, real head trip of the film i'm not sure when we're going to see it in hong kong uh what i will say is there is one film coming out in hong kong this week which i had a lot of fun with it's called ready or not okay and it's uh a sort of horror again another kind of horror comedy uh where there's a a, a young girl marrying into a very rich and affluent family where she is forced into a, an all-night game of hide and seek in their big stately manor uh, and everything just turns a little bit nasty, and you realise that there might be, shall we say, dark satanic powers in play. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's out in Hong Kong this week, and that's got ready or not. Brilliant. All right, James, uh, go and enjoy your party. Well deserved. I'll see you next week. All right. All right. I'll see you next week. Take care. That's James Marsh.